the likelihood of death has risen 30%. We are now at 63% likelihood of dying out here. And the bad thing is, we're calculating, and it's like another five, six miles. I don't know how much water I got, and the water we got in the stream, it has E. coli in it. Well, this is Lost in the Woods with Fame's special segment. Uh oh. O N I R. Uh -oh. Might be missing a letter. One Night in Reno segment. So, Come family, on. friends, and anyone that's listening while on a run or working or doing whatever you're doing, this is the O N I R. If I probably said it wrong again, but we'll be doing this segment. Every other week, or I said every two weeks, and Tupo said every other week, I think they're the same thing. It is. Just the every two weeks kind of just threw me off a little bit. Yeah. It is the same thing. Well, don't they do that with like companies like uh, we like we pay bi-weekly? I was like, well, is that bi-weekly every other week, too? There's so many turns for just two weeks. Well, it's like the, the phrase every other week is just so common to me when someone says, hey, uh, yeah, just every two weeks. That's kind of. Yeah. That's, that's, it throws me off a little bit. Especially those short months like February or so. So It is. But, hey, look. Welcome back, people. This is the, the one night in Reno. Come on now. This is this Hey, is look, official. this is the biggest news that has happened in the past 48 hours. Yes, 48 hours. Um, so forget everything that just came on the news in the past 48. This is. The biggest news to drop. The only thing that topped it that they had to cancel the uh, air balloons uh, today in Reno due to the wind and fire. So they almost topped our news, but we trumped that news. It was a close second. So, so are they going to be canceled tomorrow too? God willing. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Any, but anyways, so we're back. We'll be doing this every other week or every two weeks or bi-weekly. I don't know. But I'm excited. One Night in Reno was one of the special moments in my life. And it it's has. Classic. It's, it was a classic. It's a classic. And we're bringing back a classic. We have what, to. What is this comparable to as far as like something that was such a classic and then we brought it back? This is, is this like comparable to like a, maybe an NSYNC reunion? I, w I can. Uh, Friends reunion? Friends reunion. I wasn't big on Friends. And <laughs> was there an NSYNC reunion that I didn't know about? I don't know. I'm just trying to think of different uh, things that were happened way back, but then they got together. I, f I feel like it's more of this, a, a continuation. We're like Avatar 2. Did you know Avatar 2 is coming out? They had to wait. My has been talking about it. Yeah, so they had, they had to wait 10 years or so for the, for the Avatar 2 to come out. And it's been speculating. We've been speculating this one night arena. <laughs> there's, there's there's been some tabloids that thought they you know they had the scoop on it. They yeah. they kind of you know foresaw the what was gonna happen, but now it's happening. So we're like the new Avatar coming out. So or an Avatar two. So anyways, welcome back everyone. I hope you're having a good week. You have me, Fames, and we have one of the greatest co-hosts, whatever you want to call it. One night in Reno. Yeah, and now Tupo and uh, <laughs> or uh, what, what they call me, Maga Will. I don't know. I, I forgot. I don't know. They did I say Tupo or Will? I don't know. Probably both. Probably. Do you, what? Do you go by anything different now? Like, what do people call you at work? 
Will. Will, okay. I, ever since after high school, I've been introducing myself as Will. Just oh. it's a lot easier to, to remember. Sorry, I kind of feel like a dick to keep going that going along with that, you know. What? Keep calling you. No, I mean you can. I, I don't care either way. Whoa, thanks. Um, anyways, so much news this week happened. Let me just start off. I'm gonna throw without our news. The Queen of England passed away. It's one of those moments in life. You ask yourself, where were you when the Queen of England died? Mm. Right. Mm. Like think about all the moments. Where you were when someone uh, passed away or uh, transitioned. Like, where were you when Gary Coleman died? He's dead? He's Wait, no. what? Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I, I thought you knew. Yeah, hey, he dropped, hey, he dropped a big one on me. Come on. You got to just spring these up. I'm, my bad, man. Uh, <laughs> when Gary Coleman died, I was, uh, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I did not know he was dead. Damn. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> R.I.P. He, he where was I? I was on the one night know <laughs> here on the one night ring podcast. I'm happy that you got to share this moment with us. <laughs> you know, with everyone. How sad were you when the queen died? Um, I wasn't sad. I was I was just looking. I was just waiting for like um all the social media websites to just go AWOL about making every death somewhat f- funny, you know? I, I was just waiting because when someone dies, well, especially uh, like the queen, she's like so big. Mm-hmm. She was 96 years old. I think she was born in like 1990. 17. 1922? 17? Yeah, 17. She lived through what? World War II? The Great Depression? The she Industrial lived Revolution? A lot, a lot of stuff. Civil War? So I, I was just waiting for the stuff that, like, uh, you know, because, of course, there's, there's going to be a lot of people that's going to be sad about yeah. Queen dying. I was waiting for the people that was like, man, fuck this bitch. I'm yeah. glad she, I was waiting for those posts. Well, I didn't know that so many people from Ireland hate the Queen. That's what I heard. So they got some bad some bad blood. I mean, yeah. I'm so uh, ignorant to the history between Irish and the British. So Yeah. Can you drop some knowledge on that, or do you know? I know. I don't know much about that. I know about in Scotland, um, when I went there, there was a lot of history. We Actually, I went on a tour there, and there was a lot of history from um, um, that British kind of punked Scotland throughout history. And they still have, like, some, it's like a weird resentment with Scotland and... Um, and uh, the Irish. The, no, and uh, England and stuff. So I I don't know much about Ireland or anything, but I feel like so Scotland was happy too. Yeah, it was. A, I think there was a lot of uh, countries that were happy. Well, well people. W- would you say most of the percentage of people were happy? Let's let's just say about the world. What percentage would you say of the world that was happy that she died, and then which percentage that she was they were sad that she died? Um. Damn, that's a tough question. I think not. I think there was a lot of people that were, or or uh, and then throw in uh, the people that didn't give a fuck. So probably ninety eight percent of the people in the world did not care that she died, <laughs> and then one point five were happy that she died, and then the rest point five or so did and i feel like the people that were not happy or that were happy the most are the people that voiced their opinions on like social media and stuff 
So, and then people close to her or people that, there's a queen, the queen died, you know, that are like just big and that kind of stuff were probably upset. Were you upset? Remind me accent. I don't want to cross no barriers. That's, that's, that's a personal question you just asked me. I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> I didn't care at all. I mean, I have no connections to the queen. Yeah. But then I thought about like, what if my president died? That would be crazy. I wouldn't have cared either. Oh yeah, yeah. I was thinking. I was talking. I thought you talking like the president, like the CEO or something of the <laughs> company you're working at. You know, uh, the company that I'm working for now, one of my supervisors died. But it was like after I left the company. Okay. And I and I came back to the company, and he died of a hand gliding accident. Really? A hand gliding like accident. Like the ones like you're, you're on the the kite, flying yeah, yeah, kite, yeah. kind of thing. If you died in a hand glide, you get roasted. Yeah. <laughs> You couldn't turn left fast enough or something, you know? That's just unbelievable. If my mom died in that, she's getting roasted in the eulogy. Like, a hang glide, that's crazy. He was, a, he, was a, he was a pretty young dude, too. Yeah, it's always weird when your coworkers or supervisor dies. I remember one of my, I found out one of my coworkers died. Actually, there's like two. Oh, so when I worked at, I worked for a bus company, and a lot of people were older. Like, this is like their, like, final job before they, like, cross over. Mm. And just one time, like, this was lady she was like in her probably late 40s early 50s she just never showed up to work and then like we hear like days later like she they just found her in her house just dead damn she was like you know alone obviously and then uh the the weirdest one was like this dude that was working hella overtime just trying to get all this money because he had a um mail order bride that he was trying to get enough money to bring her and her uh son to uh, America. For real? For real. So he went to the Philippines. How'd you, how'd you get this info? Oh, because it was a big thing. A lot of those guys there, they were all like saving up money because there was one successful dude there. So they was like, if they, if he can do it, and they're like all like 380 pounds. <laughs> if he can do it, I can do it. So I, the, thought you, I thought you meant they were benching 380. 380, <laughs> squat 380, all the goods. Curl but they, 380. But they, weigh, they weigh 380, okay. And uh, not the most attractive guys, but they went, They at least two or three went to the Philippines. Oof. They met their wives. I think they got married out there, but they just didn't have enough to bring them, to bring them back. So then like, for a whole year or so, both of the because two of them that were doing it at the same time, they were just working as much shifts as possible, which is bad because you're in transportation and you want to be as active as possible. Mm. And then I left the job, and then like years later, I found out that the the bigger dude, the biggest one dude, he died, and he did he was never able to fulfill that Filipino's family's dream. Damn, they w- <laughs> the Filipinos like they're like so close. <laughs> I know, man. I'm close to go to America. That's crazy. Yeah. Damn. Like, I mean, imagine all the stuff you had to go through. Like, you talked this on Two's Company, and shout out to Two's Company. Um, but you talked about a like, you see that person in another country that is like 90 day fiance. Oh, yeah. So you go through all that shame possible, and then you just don't make the full transaction back to America or something. Mm, that's rough. Yeah. But I, I mean, I guess that's the life they live. I don't. But that's crazy. Yeah, he was. He was. I know someone. I know someone very close in my life. I don't want to put them on blast, but someone in my life right now is doing the same thing. I don't shame them. But you know, hey, if that's uh, if that's what you're doing, that's what you're doing. They got it. You know, love is what you make it to be. Um, I think so. It worked. But yeah, like I said, it's kind of weird when people die. 
but that I mean, you work with. Yeah, there was another dude that I that passed away. Well, he he actually got murdered. <laughs> yeah, he got murdered. He, he well, he went to a friend's funeral that got murdered, and then he ended up getting. Was it like was, the he, cartel or something? What the hell? He was from Atlanta. Okay. I I mean I I didn't really know him that well. I just see him every once in a while. I I never talked to him, but we got we got an email saying that he passed. Was there like a link to donate money or something? Yeah, they put, they posted the GoFundMe. Okay. The GoFundMe was very vague. I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to. I don't know what kind of activities uh, this guy was involved in after work. <laughs> I didn't I didn't even know him that well, so I yeah. I always wonder, like, who who who's your who do you want as your editorial person for your GoFundMe? <laughs> like, who's writing your GoFundMe <laughs> if if it has to happen? If if my, if someone was right. To write my go for me, uh, I, I I would have my mom write it. Yeah, she's uh she's very uh, uh, she has a way with words. Okay, even though it's her second language, but that's I would, you know I I would like my mom to write it because sometimes people have GoFundMe's and then you like you look at it and if you're looking at it on like your laptop or something you see that red line under it like they spelled it wrong you know like oh. like you can't you can like come on this is like something. <laughs> Like how can I like how can I take you serious? You want me to donate this money, and there's a red underline that you didn't spell something like <laughs> paragraph right. Yeah, like come on, man, I just passed. You ain't got the time to, you know, spell check and do some revisions before you, you know, post it on GoFundMe. Come on, man, we we try to get as much money as we can right now. I know because like your your uh, grammar error. I was supposed to get a, a casket. Now I'm getting cremated, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, now the budget has drastically re- been reduced since we didn't have you know, as much donors as we thought we would get. Yeah, so. All due to a grammar error. <laughs> <laughs> See, sh- that's why you got to pay, in t- pay attention in school, man. You know, get get that grammar down, damn it. Would you, would you be sad if the president died? Um, probably not. I would be kind of concerned if the president died. You know, no, but just like uh, of natural causes. No, I I don't know. But then again, I guess I f- I feel like sad when anyone dies because it sucks, and it's everyone's gonna have that moment when it happens to them. Do you really feel sad when anyone dies? That I like it's announced. Usually, really? some someone younger at least, and, or no, a mom. If I, if I have no connection. Like I, I have, I, I feel more sadness about if they announce something like, "Oh, um, there's this family, and there was a car accident, and the family died." Like I have more sadness than than that than I do. Like a celebrity, the England. No, oh, okay. I mean, just I have like no connections. Well, I have no connections with the family, but just like, I, don't, I guess I feel more for the family. But yeah, there's just certain people I just like. Eh. But they got me. That sucks. They got it, they got it down now, like with celebrities and anyone that's like a prominent figure. Because always when when you see that gray picture, and the, you don't even see the words under the post, like my my heart drops immediately. Just the, the year born and then the year. Yeah. This is just. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> and the the angel wings. <laughs> and the background the the clouds and the fucking glitter like going. <laughs> Yeah, and then like someone like within ten minutes they're like playing, they Photoshop like some famous like there's always like Kobe now playing basketball with some like person that just passed away. And stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> they'll be like, oh, what's so and so talking? <laughs> what are they talking about? But like, why? Why is it always the celebrities? Like 
anyone dies, you're just meeting like freaking Tupac and Biggie. Just like all these people that are celebrities made it to heaven or so. I know. It's like, come on. <laughs> are we gonna be honest? Are we gonna be honest with ourselves? All these fucking celebrities made it to fucking heaven. Come on. And that's like kind of like a weird thing too. It's just like, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Do you think it's more of a religious thing? Because like, you're going to heaven, right? Do you think there's a atheist that's posting <laughs> angel wings? Angel wings just <laughs> as a joke or serious? Maybe both. I don't know. <laughs> or do you? Because I mean, you know, everyone has a different like perspective on death. Yeah. And some people some people would say like, Oh, I wonder what Michael Jackson and the Queen of England are talking about right yeah. now. Yeah. It's always that. Yeah. It, it's just like well, the people that's atheists or like people that have a different perspective, they're just like they're just gone. Like they're, it's they're done. Gone. It's, there's no more they're not talking. There's no afterlife type deal. They're eventually about to be dust in <laughs> in like seven and a half years or something. I don't know. Exactly. So I don't I mean, I think we talked about it on the One Night Reno. Yeah, shout out to the One Night Reno people coming back. Um, also, with the Queen of England passing away, you know, it's the thing that is, is weird when someone passes away is when they talk like all the bad things people do, you know, in their time and stuff. And it shocks you, you know, like, do you ever get shocked? Do you just hear that, those kind of things? I mean, I, I do. I, I mean, I've seen some of the stuff. I, I didn't read too much into it, but. Well, well not just her, but like, I, I was a. Uh, I was in the dark universe of whatever web, and I found out like doctor about Doctor Seuss. Do you oh, know? Oh, was he like a racist or something? Yeah, he was a racist. Like he was a full blown like. But that's not even thing. I think I kind of knew about the racism because he has like his. He used to uh, do the artwork for like the concentration camps that like the was it the Japanese concentration camps they had in America. I think so. Yeah, yeah like yeah. World War Two. I think. Yeah. Like he was doing, like he was just really good with the artwork. Like he, like he already had like drafts ready. It was like so how how good he was, but I didn't know that he was a a terrible husband. Also, have you heard was this he? story? I haven't heard that story. Well, how about this? I'll tell you this real quick because you just you hear about when people pass away. So Dr. Seuss, um, he was married to his wife. For 40 years and then his his wife got like seriously ill and she kind of not kind of she got a partial paralysis from um, a syndrome followed by cancer instead of standing by his wife's side during this hard times obviously dr seuss had an affair and proudly revealing it to the public and his sick wife now the cruel thing about this affair and all, it broke his wife, Helen, completely. Instead of dying slow, she committed suicide and left the note. Oof. She said, Dear Ted, I guess that's his name, Ted Seuss, I guess. Ted Seuss. What happened to us? I don't know. I feel myself is in a spiral going down and down into a black hole from which there is no escape, no brightness. And loud in my ears and every side, I hear failure, failure, failure. I love you so much. I am too old and amish in everything you do and are that I can not conceive of life without you. My going will leave quite a rumor, but you can say I was overworked and overwrought. Your reputation with your friends and f- fans will not be harmed. Sometimes think of fun we had all through those years. And then he eventually 
went to go marry his ma- uh, mistress afterwards. Ooh. And you just hear those stories. It's just like sometimes you're just like, wow, people I just mean, never know. What if she was a bitch, though? Yeah, 40 years. <laughs> hey, come on. That's one side story right there. I, I mean, I didn't like yeah, you just That was like in the back of my head. Like, you know, it's just like. <laughs> it's just what you got to stand by this side. I don't know. You tell me, like, wh- wh- what's your stance on it? You know. Well, uh, I the thing about like when you hear b- about like celebrities, like you've only seen one side of them, like one side of them that's that's only known to you, and then you hear things about that, and you're like, damn. So was he an asshole or like? Because then you start thinking about the other stuff that he's done. Like there's, you know, he's made a lot of like children's books and mm-hmm. the impact he's had on that. And then so now it's kind of like balancing out. Like is that is is him like leaving his wife at such a dire moment where she needed him? Is that like a big priority for you? So if that, if that's like a big thing to you, then you'd be like, man, fuck that guy. I don't, right. care, I don't care what good he did, like what he did to his wife. That was like you're supposed to, you know, love them forever till the end. That yeah. was a piece of shit move. Yeah. So I mean, I, I guess it would depend like on the type of person, but um, it's just crazy to hear about like just different sides of like celebrities, and then like what would a celebrity have to do in order for you to not like them? Something that you you know. Anything that pertains to like you know kids, obviously. Well, like uh, like Martin Luther King Jr. Oh man! You know yeah. he he cheated on his wife. Yeah, did he? Or was that just like an FBI rumor? I don't know. I don't know, but I mean, I just imagine <laughs> you know he's he, top of he's hey, he's going to church on Sunday. I yeah, mean, come on, clean clean me off these <laughs> sins I did for these last six but, days. Uh, let's just say, just for uh, argumentative sake, let's just say it's true. Okay, cheater. But does that change your perspective that you have on him? Oh no, not of no, not not at all. Um, People are cheaters, and what they do in a relationship, a longer doesn't kill or super gross or just gross. I'm usually, if I like you for what you do as a person, I'm okay with it. It's just, I don't know. Sometimes you just, you just, sometimes, I mean, I don't know people, so it's shocking to hear about it, but I don't hold too much value with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm just... uh, I don't know, you know, when, when I hear stuff about that, like, I don't know the whole story. I don't know, like, yeah. what their relationship was like. I didn't I didn't know, like, the demons that he fought within himself that, like, the issues that he had, you know, and the issues that their relationship, I don't I don't know any of it. But, like, the, the larger impact that he did have, like, on, on the world and society. Yeah. You know, it, well, it was big, but. I, actually, I, I want to stop you because I think you said something good. Well, you say this whole podcast, you said something good, but, like, the demons. Like, what is, like, the demons people are fighting, like, how, when is it not justifiable? Because so many people are going through stuff, you know, and it's like, oh, this is what I was raised, and this is how I was raised, and these are my demons. But how long or what is the, like, period you feel like people can keep on to that? I think a lot of times the the line is drawn when your demons interfere with someone else's life okay. so so that like even like with the cheating thing like let's say like some sort of issues that sh- that a person has within themselves that kind of causes them to be impulsive and like you know go outside the relationship and cheat yeah at that point you're hurting someone else 
But if, if they had demons and they're just doing drugs and they're kind of just hurting themselves, but yeah. it's indirectly hurting other people because, you know, the people that love you don't want to, you know, see you go through that. But once you cross the line of hurting someone else because of your own demons, I think people start to look at it like you you had a choice. Yeah. So, you know, you, sh- you sh- kind of should have worked it out with your partner or, or worked it out in a way where you're not affecting someone else's life. All right. I, I I agree. My I guess mine is almost the same thing. It's just more of when you admit that you have those demons, because I feel like some people will some people will admit it, and then that means almost like they're that you know they're that you need to fix them. Because I feel like if you don't admit that you have them, then I kind of may give you benefit of doubt instead of like, oh, you've been talking about like you have this like really bad habit that's affecting your friends and family and if you're not addressing it and then i'm like well you know your demons kind of doesn't matter no more i mean they do matter but it's just like that grace period is like over now yeah i mean like one of the things that i don't care what demons you have like they that like it, it doesn't justify anything is um pedophiles yeah it's like I don't care what demons you have. It's like don't don't fuck with children. Yeah, but there's like there's people out there, which I can, I can sympathize, I can sympathize as you know to a certain extent, because it, it, let's just say there's a pedophile, right? But they don't act on that urge. Mm-hmm. So um, so there's people that's trying to. I guess, uh, I don't know. Instead of using the word pedophiles, they use the acronym MAPS. Have you heard of that? No, I have not. So, but this is like being referred to people that are technically pedophiles, but they don't act on the urge because they know they shouldn't. So, and so instead of stigmatizing them by using the word pedophile, they use the acronym uh, MAP, which is minor attracted person wow i never that that's really interesting yeah i, I mean I, I think it's a, a, a small subset of people that's trying to like get that popularized but <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like i understand like whatever life has put you through in order for you to be like sexually attracted to children like you have those demons but i can't like i have to the, those demons have to be demonized as far as like you have to be shunned. Yeah. So you have to have the label as pedophiles. Like I know you, let's say you haven't even acted on it, but if you, if you were to admit that you are attracted to children, we're going to have to shun you. Like that reputation of being a pedophile has to be so hated. Like, cause even like when people get arrested and then, uh, and they go to prison and then they have that on their record, like, Oh, he was a child molester. Other convicts will fuck you. They'll yeah. fuck you up they when, when play, yeah. Man. Like they don't like even fucking convicts. The hardest criminals in prisons right now. They do not fuck with pedophiles. Like yeah. that's just the up. That's like the bottom of the like scum. Yeah. And to me, when those people try to, I guess, use some sort of uh, euphemism and call them minor attractive people, I, I think that's like that's fucked up. Yeah. I I, I don't want to normalize that thing at all. Like, yeah. I I understand they're in a situation that their demons brought them there mm-hmm. or life circumstances. I don't know, you know, whatever. 
But I think that the the protection of children is the utmost. It takes the most priority. Yeah, I agree. But like, but that's like a, a instance where it's just like, you know, you have your demons. I understand you have your demons, but yeah, you can't fuck with kids. Yeah, and um, I mean, just 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 going on the subject of like people having demons and like when does that justify some sort of yeah, some are unjustifiable. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, that, and that's definitely one of them. It's just like that's unjustified. Like that's absolutely like just out of the realm. Like you know, it, it also, I mean, kind of not too much close to map but like the people like i'm trying to say like less by the way while i do podcasts but there's like a high amount of porn that is like young teens 18 year olds like legal one though and i i don't know i mean that's the difference between minor and all but it's kind of weird that there's so many people that kind of like that i'm not here to judge people and if you are one of those people, I'm not. I'm just talking for conversation's sake. <laughs> but uh, it's like I think there's a something maybe going on in America or in the world that, or let's just say America, that maybe we should start like educating people on it more because it seems like there's a, a, a disconnect that we don't want any kid to go through, you know, to be like to suffer through because of something like that. Are you talking about like uh, like those? Titles are like barely, legal yeah, 18. like, yeah, barely. Like, my bird, like, it was like, I just broke her virginity. It was like her, it was two days ago, or like, she just turned 18. It was her birthday today and stuff. Like, but it's, I don't know. I mean, uh, just to <laughs> <laughs> kind of, uh, oh, uh, what would they say? Just to kind of, uh, I guess, play devil's advocate, but like, how old is 18? <laughs> <laughs> Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, ask yourself when the last time 18, you were. Though? And also, when was the last time you? I mean, not you don't have to answer this. When was the last time you were attracted to an eighteen year old? Like when does when did you stop? Like, I don't know. I just can't imagine and pe- being attracted to an eighteen year old or someone so young like that. It's weird. It is. I mean, but why is it eighteen? Is there scientific <laughs> evidence that backs it up? Can we bring? I mean, uh, <laughs> I think uh, they have to use that number, that number for uh, legal reasons, probably. You know, Let, let's say, let's say you you you're like the dictator of America right now, mm-hmm. and you uh, would you keep it at eighteen as far as like the age of consent, or would you bump it up, or? I mean, I'm not. Hey, I'm not judging. Would you, Lord, 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 Lord. <laughs> the age of consent? So I assume you're saying age of like age of consent is. Is pre- it? It's 18, right? Depending on what state you're in. So wait, what if you're younger than 18? Oh, for like that a, would be for, like, a, for an adult, right? Not like someone the same age of each other. Yeah, I mean, okay. like like for. If if you're like you know anything above eighteen or older, and then you have sex with like a seventeen year old, yeah, that's then that would be considered pedophilia. Um, I think that's like legal. It, what? If you're eighteen and you're having sex with a seventeen year old, you should be okay. Is it? Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's that like a gray area, is it? Well, I, I well, uh, that's like the weird thing is like okay, so eighteen, but then what if you're twenty five? Now that's when it gets tricky. 
not really tricky. It's pretty straightforward. <laughs> You're going to jail. <laughs> but the 18 year old is legally an adult. Right. It says with the 17 year old. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, logically, when you're thinking, like, common sense tells you, like, it's fucking, yeah. they're probably, like, nine months apart or some shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, legally, it's an adult. But, I mean, could, could you get charged? Do you know? I don't think so. Uh-huh. I think it's, I think it will be really hard to charge someone that way. But I don't know. I mean, that's that's a, a tough thing. I, I wasn't really, well, I guess when I was 18, I wasn't. I don't know if I was on that kind of hype. Maybe. 18. There was a lot of, like, when I was in high school, there was a lot of uh, older dudes that were just picking up, like, all the younger girls. They had cars. They were working were at they Amazon. Mexican? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out to all the Mexican listeners, yeah, yeah, we got it. That's, the, that's a big demographic. Mexicans, hey, come on now. Yeah, damn it, man. <laughs> but, I mean, I you know, I, I knew a couple tongues that did that, so. Oh. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know any black people that did that. Allegedly. No, so I'm just would kidding. you keep the? Would you keep the age at eighteen? Would you raise it? Um, I think eighteen is a good number. I would not lower it. Obviously. Yeah, I'd I'd probably keep it at eighteen, but then I'll just lower the uh, drinking age. So yeah, 18. you should drink it. Maybe don't have it. Let I don't know. Have if this, it? What? Yeah, it doesn't like in other countries they don't have drinking. Um, I mean, I would just ages. lower it to 18. You know, okay. I don't want a 12-year-old drinking. Yeah, but don't that, and I think like in Mexico, don't they do that or no? Uh, I don't know. But I know, yeah, there there are like different countries that like don't have like an age. And I mean, you know, it doesn't seem like it's it's that big of a deal because, you know, people will drink. If they want to drink, they can drink. The youngest legal drinking age in the world is 15 and it's in Mali. In Central African and and also Central no in the Central Africa Republic I guess so Mali is pretty or Mali I don't even know if I'm saying it right well and it's like um, because it, so in Japan you know they're compulsory school like you have to go to school all the way up to middle school mm. after that you're you don't have to go to high school you can do whatever so at that point it's like do they have the same thing where it's like after middle school, then you join the real the real world. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I mean, I don't know. To me, 15 is not crazy. Yeah, 15 is would be the youngest in the world. Somehow, I thought Mexico was younger, but I think that was because a lot of my friends that were Mexican were just drinking at a young age at their parents' house. But it's only 18 in Mexico. 18. 18. I thought it was like oh, no age not, yeah. limit. That's not crazy either. <laughs> <laughs> why, why did you think that, James? <laughs> sometimes my brain uh, processes stuff uh, a lot different. I don't know. Sometimes I just don't understand myself. When did you start drinking? Uh, Probably my junior year in high school. Oh, damn. Yeah. It wasn't, but I'm, I'm, I'm not like a frequent drinker, but that's when I like drink like Started really drinking out like parties and stuff. Did you listen to that Andrew Huberman podcast about alcohol? I have not, but I'll be more than happy to tell me if you can tell me about alcohol just based on since we're on alcohol, ethanol. It was it was dropping some crazy stuff. But uh, I think one of the most craziest things that it, it talked about was um, 
if you started to, or if you drink chronically, which he defined chronically as in one to two drinks every day, or let's say like Friday, Saturday, like let's say you don't drink throughout the weekdays, but you drink between Friday, Saturday, Sunday, between that will equal out to every day mm-hmm. as far as um, during, uh, one to two drinks every day. So if you drink Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that equals out to every day, one to two drinks every day, then that would be considered chronically, okay. which to me is kind of crazy. I, d- I didn't think that would be considered chronically. But um, so for chronic drinkers, going off of that definition, um, they said that the, the, frontal, lobal, uh, the frontal cortex of your brain that um, controls like your rational decision making. Mm-hmm. So it not only gets uh, decreased by 4 to 14%, depending on what study you look at, but it also affects your decision making skills when you're sober. Oh, really? So it, it so it would bring it down when you you know as far as drinking, but then it also has an effect on you when you're your, your decision making sober just because you the chronic drinking. Damn. Which which is asking kind of crazy. That is. But it, it was like one of those things where you're like listening to it and like fuck, should I stop drinking? Do you drink that much? No, I mean I, I I probably drink like every maybe one once or twice a month. Yeah, I only drink socially, but yeah, um, for sure, me too. And uh, you know they're usually non old duels. Old duels. <laughs> <laughs> good old duels. Yeah, good good old duels. We had that podcast with old duels that one time. <laughs> oh yeah, we did. <laughs> well, I could sure use a coke right now. <laughs> Why am I drinking this? This has no effect on me. I get no reward from drinking this bitter liquid. Mm. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, um, so that was like the biggest take that I got from it where it does affect your decision making skills even when you're sober mm. but uh, I mean I don't know I, I, I like drinking I like drinking too but I just hate like when I drink too much like when I um, I had a fantasy draft and you were in part of last Sunday was it Sunday yeah and I drank a lot and then like the next day I was really like I always tell everyone when I drink too much I get super depressed so mm. I was like depressed the majority of like Monday yeah, I talked about that too. It's just it's that's one thing that it is a depressed sure for sure for me at least. When yeah, I drink really heavy though. It, yeah, I was talking about uh how like hangovers and stuff have like a different effect on like people. And um then it started talking about just like different ways to kind of try to combat against the the uh being hungover. Which all the all the techniques and methods he talked about was just like uh it doesn't seem like it works. What was the method? What was one that stood out at least? Well, one of, one of the like um, most common misconceptions was like uh, if you like take a cold shower, oh. it's gonna sober you up. Oh, I did that multiple times. I thought that. Yeah, did. I, did, I mean, scientifically, does not work at all. Yeah. Maybe there's some sort of placebo effect that kind of plays into it, but no, it, d- it doesn't work. Scientifically, doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, well, but, one thing I used to do all the time when I drank really bad and had to go work the next day, I took a cold shower, and then I took like hello like. Um, this is probably not good for you, but to call it aspirins and just drink like I usually on, on my way back walking, um, I would like stop at a store and get like some Gatorades and smash them. Oh yeah. And then I'm showering and at the same time showering, I'm like drinking the shower water too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
just here, just based off of hearing that, it's like it would work. <laughs> it's like it seems like it should work, you know. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I do do the, like the Gatorade thing. But uh, what was we talking about else? Um, as far as uh, hangover stuff, it was just talking about like drinking um, water in between drinks and stuff like that, and uh, just rehydrating. But uh, it also said like there's so many different factors at play of how bad your hangover is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the misconceptions is that uh, sugary drinks give you, you get a lot more, a uh, bigger hangover if you take sugary drinks, which is not the case. Okay. Um, but they, they, he did talk about like the uh, separation of like what alcohol gives you the worst hangover and which was brandy. Brandy. Yeah, which oh, man. I can't I'm, remember the last time I drunk brandy. But. E- e- ENJ, that Irkin jerk, Irkin jerk. ENJ's brandy? ENJ, man. Oh, man. Christian Brothers. It makes sense now. Maybe brandy is, well, I think I think brandy is kind of cheap in general. Is it? Because uh, I had, but I don't think this is brandy. Is Cavassier brandy? Um, that's well, my, Brandy and Cognac is different, right? Yeah, so Cavassier is Cognac, huh? Cavassier's cognac. I had a Cavassier, man, one time, one holiday. That shit is amazing. One day when I start making some real money, we'll sip on some Cavassier <laughs> on these podcasts. I don't, how, do, how do we get on alcohol? Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. We just go on different tangents. Well, like I, I, I want to bring up something, and you could bring up multiple stuff afterwards, but I was reading this book, and someone said in this book that kind of made me think. They said, civilizations improve um, not due to hard working but due to play and I could break it more down to you so they say and well they said in this book that civilizations that you know how we got big you know created stuff it wasn't due to hard work it was due to just having that interest and that fun or stuff like just think about someone that made the first car it probably wasn't that oh we need to get the point a to b it was like i have an engine i made an engine blah 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 or like the the wright brothers i'm pretty sure they weren't making the plane so we can fly all the way to china or anything i think it was like hey this is really fun or anything or even just you go to like the first Apple phone or the first MacBook or anything like that they were creating. It was just like, I think this, like most of the inventions that have increased, not increased, but improved civilization is more of just like, like, I don't want to say hobby, but based on play, I want to say play instead of like hard work. Like they, I kind of think while they were saying this in this book, I was reading that what invention or what thing had to do to like obviously this there's some stuff due to hard work but what was like created due to hard work and do you like what do you like do you feel that way like because i feel like like think of uh, i don't want to use my example but jeff bezos he didn't get big because of hard work or anything like the foundation amazon when he started wasn't because of hard work i'm pretty sure it was just more based on like this is my interest you know compared to like hard work now maybe he had to work an extended amount of time given but i feel like the foundation was more just like interest and just kind of like fun or play or something like that yeah i think a lot of the um like successful or just things in general come from like they stem from that and then it turns into 
you know, hard hard work or whatever. Because I mean, it kind of depends on like each person's definition of what playing hard work is. Like, let's say like the Wright brothers or like whoever invented the cars, like they were fascinated by like certain like engines and stuff like that. But then to other people, like bro, that's that's a lot of work. Like to me, that's work. Right. That, that's hard work for me. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's work to me. But for other people, you know that 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 was their uh, their play. But I do I do feel like a lot of things that become, I guess the I don't I don't I don't know. Well, I, let's just let's just talk about in, inventions in general. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of inventions become to that level where it doesn't make a big of an impact because the person that was working on it. They worked on it because they were just fascinated by it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's what I see with like, uh, like, for example, like Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it stemmed from uh, a martial art from Japan. But then that person was so fascinated with that certain martial art that he created his own like Brazilian style jiu-jitsu where it's just like. To everyone else, it's just like, what the fuck are you doing rolling with men? Yeah. Like, what, what, what is this? Like, what are you, uh, you know, it's, it's like to other people, it might look crazy. But to you, it's like, it's fascinating. Like, you're like, you know, you're, you're passionate about it. But um, a, a lot of big things as far as invention goes, like, I think it gets to that level because the person that's working on it is just so passionate about it. Yeah. And that passion... It's, you know, I do, I, I do think they, they put in a lot of hard work into it, but for them, it, it wasn't really as hard. It was just, they were so fascinated to improve on whatever they were working on to get to, you know, just to make it better. Yep. They're not, they're not doing it to, 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 you know, to make money or something, but they wanted to improve on what, cause they're so fascinated in it. They're like, man, I can make this better. Yeah. And, um, I, I do kind of feel like that with, uh, like my podcast and stuff where it's just like, I, I I like it to a point where it's just like, I'm so interested that I want to make it better just yeah. because I already know like what I can do. And then, then I would hear like a, uh, maybe like a, a episode that I like mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, that was a good episode. I should kind of build on that. Yep. And then you start building on different things that like fascinate you about your own like hobby or whatever. And then it gets to a point where, you know, you fucking build an airplane or, yeah. you know. And then people might, because that's the same thing with, like, podcasts with me, too. It's, like, it's it's so fun and interesting, and it's, like, you hear, like, something that, oh, I killed this, you know, for me, a big thing is this quality. And I go down, like, a super, like, super hardcore, just, like, trying to repeat this, like, this again. And then that might be viewed as, like, hard work to someone. Because yeah. it sometimes leads to me being up until like three in the morning, just trying to perfect this thing. And yeah. as you guys see, I'm still a long way from perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, but in this thing, uh, and we will get off it. But the, in this book, they was just saying like, why doesn't more jobs um, include some kind of and I, they just say play, but. I think it's just translated wrong, but why don't they include some kind of play into these jobs so they can like have more innovators or more creators or so? I got some place to do that, like Google or something, but I don't know. I mean, I 
honestly think that the uh, the reason why it doesn't like or they don't have as much improvement as they want is because the people that's doing it don't really <laughs> I don't think they're that fascinated as as far as like the original creator mm-hmm. that was super fascinated like they they put their whole like everything into it mm-hmm. and uh, I think a lot of the stuff that does like you have to sacrifice a lot to really get to that level you do where you are like immersed into like whatever and I mean <laughs> you know you could be you know a father of three <laughs> you know your kids never see you like you're so immersed like you know you, you and your wife you know you, you haven't had a date night in you know, like three years like that type of level of immersion it does foster like a high level elite level of like whatever you're doing like it it, it, it does bring it to that elite level but then everything else in your life suffers. <laughs> so it's like, so I think right now, like people are trying to balance it out. Whereas it's like, you know, they, 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 they want work and life balance where, so if you do have that balance, then, you know, things won't be as, you know, at that high level. Yeah. And which I mean, you know, to each their own, you did yeah. man. That's a good example. Cause that the, the family thing, it suffers, you know, I, I, I've been uh, working on like multiple projects this last week. And one day I was so like into the work. I was like, I wish I didn't have to sleep so I can keep going. Mm. And I never, ever felt that before, but like in a good way. Mm. And I don't know if that's good overall, to be quite honest, because obviously it's not good for my relationship or even myself too. So (laughs) my relationship, my marriage or something like that. But yeah, I don't know. I just brought that up because Shout out to those innovators out there, or anyone driving. Does uh does that like, for example, if if you were to, like, there, let's say you have someone that you're like a big fan of, mm-hmm. and they're just like at the elite level uh, of whatever they do, but then you find out like they're a shitty father. <laughs> does that like change your perspective on them? Um, do you think that person's like, ah, oh, he's a piece of shit now? Ah, man, probably not. Back in the day, probably will, but I'm trying to think because there's a lot of like shitty fathers out there that are like that helped in the world, you know. They're like they, what, like they've made such a big impact as far as like their, you know, the people that follow their work. Mm. They've made such a big impact, but then like their children suffered for it. Yeah, for like such like like Michael Jordan kid, you know. Yeah, well, because like <laughs> the 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 example that I, that I think of is like uh, Ric Flair, like they had this documentary about him where he was like, like he's he's the hall he's in the Hall of Fame of wrestling, you know he has that iconic like woo sound that they use in like rap songs. And yeah, stuff. he's famous. Yeah, and but like his children think he's a fucking scum of the earth. Yeah, piece of shit. <laughs> like his children's like, man, fuck that guy. And he never like stepped away from being that person because um, when I, I was out uh, watching uh, the game last night and um, someone was telling me about Ric Flair finally had his last match and they said, but who knows? He might come back because he might need money and stuff. But I feel like it's either money or he just likes that lifestyle and maybe he just separation from family is really okay for him. Yeah. I mean, he made a choice, you know, not to be involved with his family and 
I mean, it worked out for him, but his family suffered for it. And it's just, uh, I, 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 I don't know what to think about it. I mean, it's like, it, if there's someone that you appreciate their work so much, but then, like, they're, you know, someone in their personal life suffered for it, it's just like, damn, that's fucked up. But yeah. that album, that yeah. album was fire. Uh, <laughs> hey, Those he, nights in the studio. <laughs> I could hear that piano so clear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Golly. Or it's just like, where do you, you know? Where do you draw the line? Like you yeah. want, you want people making high level stuff out there, but would you, <laughs> would you sacrifice quality so they can, you know, go to their kids' uh, piano recital? Or yeah, something? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a tough thing. That's why you wonder, like, is LeBron kids going to be good or not? You know, I know. I, do you ever think that's the case, where it's just like? You know, some you know musician comes out with a, a, a album, or someone didn't perform that night, and they're like, "Man, you're trash. Your album's trash. You missed that shot." And then, and then they come back with, "Man, I was spending more time with my <laughs> kids. <laughs> you, hey, you gonna trash me because I spent more time with my kids and I couldn't work I, on my craft? I was being the father of the year. <laughs> damn it." You, you think you think your you know your opinion of me is worth more than what I you know the time I spend with my kids? Yeah. Like, do you think that that was ever the cause for like, like a bad performance? Being a good dad. Yeah, just like hey, look, hey kids, I'm not going to practice today. I'm gonna spend time. We're, we're going to Chuck E. Cheese. We're going. You know, to, yeah. We're getting Baskin Robbins. Yeah. And we're gonna do this for three months. <laughs> I gained twenty pounds, but hey. I spent time with you guys, and uh, my performance suffered for it. But <laughs> and I'm not, and then that stuff, other stuff starts having bad effects to it too, as in family. Yeah, I don't know. It's a fine line. I want to be a super dad if I ever have kids, but then I want to be like, actually, I really don't care about work, so let me not say that. <laughs> I could give a damn about being a super worker. <laughs> Does uh is is the uh, Russian and Ukraine war still going on? It is. It's weird because like I seen a tweet the other day that the the, the Ukraine government used like a Pusha T lyric or something, which was weird. What? Yeah, they used like a Pusha T, the rapper, some lyric, and I was like, the government, like the government Twitter account. I think it was like the Ukraine like defense or something, Secretary or something like that. That's crazy. I mean, I I remember. Uh, I think it was like the president or the prime minister of the Ukraine. Like he did like a, he did like a photo shoot for like GQ or some shit. <laughs> like, bro, your country's in the middle. Like, where's where is he living? That's how I'm, I'm. I'm like, is he still in Ukraine? You think? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, like, I don't know. At this point, I'm just doubting that he's like the president. Like he's like some sort of just like just front man. Yeah. Like also. You know, then was there like a big thing to donate to Ukraine and stuff? Well, I think there was actually. And but where was that going? And then America has been like sending crazy about money <laughs> to, to Ukraine too. <laughs> but like, like that's the weird thing about like just like having different news cycles is like, all right, this is the flavor of the month, flavor of the day, or whatever, mm -hmm. and then it goes away. <laughs> And then it's like, hey, you remember there's a war going on? And then you, uh, like, is that a, uh, 
is that a bad thing or a good thing? But I think that's like how that's how it like everyone's has their own personal problems within their lives that they can care about it only for enough time to make a tweet. Yeah. And then then they got to deal with their drinking problem. (laughs) (laughs) Then they got to deal with their low performance at work or, you know, their attendance at work. Or they can just also at the same time they're doing that. They just look at their nails and you see what is it? Yellow, blue. Is it white? The Ukraine flag? I forgot. Oh, yeah. What, yeah, you know. Yeah, yellow. I think it's just yellow and blue. Yellow and blue. Yeah. But like then I thought about um like activists who like it's their job to care about shit twenty four seven. That has to be so unhealthy. That has Can you to be imagine so that? Draining. Like especially like uh uh, climate change activists, where they like they super care about the environment. Mm-hmm. Like, do you do you use airplanes, <laughs> or like how do you get around? Like, are you like fully committed to like, are you taking a horse everywhere? Like, what what are you you know like you got an electric car? It's like it, it goes all the way down to like what are you doing? What's your part? Instead of you know ch- charging all these seminars. That you're doing. How are you getting around? Like, because that was a big thing with like uh, Greta Thunberg, the cl- the climate change activist. Uh, I think she's from Sweden or something. I don't know. But like, wasn't that the kid? Yeah. Okay. But they're like, hold up, <laughs> how's she getting there? Yeah. Like, is it a private jet? Because y- y- you know how much a private, how much fuel a private jet uses. Or is she flying there? She better be taking a boat over there because that's that's uh, you know, the lesser of the two evils. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a uh, a weird line because. Not because, but I I was listening to uh, a JRE uh, podcast, and um, they had, they had this. Uh, I don't know if there was, there was a joke they were talking about, like some dude that had a joke about the people that visit Africa and they record those videos asking for help for oh. the you know people. Uh, yeah. And it was like, well, can you imagine? Like, well, and they the dude, the comedian. I'm butchering her, by the way. It was like the money that you spent to come here would have helped them. And it's not my fault that they decided to build a village by no water sources also. Yeah. (laughs) I forgot who the joke, who said that. I think it was uh, Sam Kinison. Was it Sam Kinison? I I probably butchered a joke, but it was like in those things and stuff. So it's like, (laughs) obviously the second part is the funny part, by the way. But uh, the first part is like, yeah, why uh, why come all the way out here? Because those flights aren't cheap. Yeah. The cost you, you spending in X amount of days in the most pricey hotel in that country is not cheap. That could have just went to them. Yeah. I, I mean, like. And also your advertisement, too. Your advertising. Yeah. I mean, just the, the life of an activist just has to be just 24 7. You're just constantly being under a microscope and constantly like criticize or like, you know, why, why, why didn't you do this or why didn't you do that? Like, especially like with like, you know, cl- climate change people or like people that's trying to, you know, be more for their environment. Have, you, have you seen that one uh, protest? Like people, they go on like highways and they block the highways. <laughs> uh, those are the worst, man. Did, I think someone got charged, not them got charged, but there was like someone um, had like, I don't want to say murder or manslaughter charges dropped because of like. They were like standing in the highway, and then they made hella laws during these like not this election but the previous election about that shit. That it's in like most south state southern states, if you do that shit, it's just a full, justifiable to shoot them. 
shoot uh, not shoot them, but like uh, drive through them or something. Oh, really? Yeah, I forgot what the state is. I think it's like Tennessee for sure. That's that's like such a crazy thing to do, is because like I, I understand you're trying to bring awareness to whatever you're fighting for, but to block a highway mm-hmm. and you don't you don't you don't understand like you don't know any of the situation that's the people's driving like and there's like, like <laughs> numerous <laughs> numerous like situations like the people's trying to get somewhere yeah there could be a life death situation like it's crazy that people like do and that. they just like sit on the highway crisscross applesauce yeah and then the worst thing no one gives a fuck about your cause you know like that like that just brought bad light <laughs> to the cause or just like you're crazy i think the most interesting thing is like the first person that walks on the highway Oh yeah, I was like, all right, that, guys. That has to walk closer to the median. Yeah, I was like, damn, hey, we, hey, did we have to do this during rush hour? <laughs> guys, we could have done this at twelve p.m. It's fucking five p.m. Everyone's off work. I, and they're like, come on, Jerry, start it off. Because, because you're not like, say, there's like a four or five lane for highway, right? Yeah, you're going through from. All the way to the closest to the off ramp you're coming off, all the way to the median. You you are the the leader. Damn. You're the first one to most likely to go. Yeah, you're like the you're legit frogger. And what if that guy gets ran over? Does the you know <laughs> does the protest still go on? <laughs> like after that dude just died. Next in charge, man. Like we gotta keep pushing. Next man up. Next man up. <laughs> that's that's just fucking wild. I can, I can imagine you just based on how great a person you are being an activist. No, but it's, it's you, like energy. you paid for activists, right? No, that's too much energy. Really? I'm, I'm, I'm more of like, I'm a spectator. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if I was being honest with you, I, I kind of just like sit on the sidelines and be like, damn, that's just crazy. Yeah. You see that other dude's doing? <laughs> that's wild. Like, I mean, like I, I care about people, you know. I want, I want, I want good for the world and and everyone to do well in their lives. But I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just I, lazy. I only been to, I think I only been to like one. Um, what is, what are they called? Protests. Protests. I've been to one protest. Honestly, I don't think there's anything like that I would protest about. I don't know if it was a protest though, was it? What is a protest? What's the know. definition of protest? I don't even know what it is. I was, but I liked it, but I can't imagine doing that like every day. It's twenty four seven. Yeah, just it's so much. It's really obviously my case wasn't that much energy, but I just can't imagine like you're caring for so much, and it's like always negative stuff that you're caring about. I mean, it's not like it's negative as in like something bad happened and it sucks, and that could be tolling on you mentally, man. And it's like especially. Like the uh, certain activists, like that's dealing with like racial stuff. Yeah, it's like it's not gonna change like overnight. So it's just constantly, constantly like dealing with it. Yeah, I mean, imagine what it does to that person's psyche. And they like they look at the world through that, through that like lens, where it, it can dramatically change your perspective. Do you feel like if you are like a prominent activist, you have to have a like Twitter account? I think I think in today's day and age, that's like the biggest way to. Because you know when all the social media stuff didn't exist, 
the only way to get your message out was to do some crazy shit, like may, maybe have some sort of protest or like get something that whatever you did would end up on the news. Mm-hmm. But now with Twitter, I think it's it, everyone's more. Um, uh, they can be more connected to like your message and stuff. But I think I think Twitter is like a big. Yeah, know. the only thing is you're an activist on Twitter, then you have a lot of like people coming at you too. I know. And uh, I was reading about this thing also um, about the. Did you hear about that BYU and Duke thing? I've heard a little bit about it, but I didn't. I'll I'll, I'll educate you guys on it. So I guess a Duke player, she's black, and they were playing volleyball. They were playing volleyball in in BYU, uh, Birmingham University in Utah. And I guess she said that she was called, you know, some racial slurs. And she talked to her dad, and her dad told CNN, CNN, and then it led to someone getting, like, one of the fans or students getting, like, banned from all BYU activities. And I guess today they announced BYU did an uh, investigation on themselves. And based on all the recordings or so, they didn't hear anyone calling her a racial slur or anything. That was, that was just the whole thing about it. So is that person innocent now, or? Oh, so then they re- reinstated that person that um, got kicked out the game. Well, got banned. But is like, it's fully like one hundred percent sure. Well, the that thing they is, didn't yell like, at that. You know, imagine you do an investigation on yourself. So then there's <laughs> conflicts of interest. For sure, but a lot of people are just saying, you know. They have all the audio because it was playing in BYU, so they have like all the audio just for the whole stadium. They didn't hear anything. They did interview for their students in BYU, and they said they they didn't hear anything like that. Also, hmm. and now so they're saying it's a hoax. Oh well, they I guess it sounds like they're calling the black Duke uh, a woman volleyball player a liar, pretty much. I mean, ever since the Jesse. Yeah, that stuff. Yeah, they're calling her like Ju- Ju- Juicy Smollett or something like that, or whatever her, his name is. I mean, th- that kind of like brought, uh, you know, it, ever since that happened, it's just like, is this another Ju- Ju- uh, Jesse, you know, situation? Yeah. But I mean, I don't, I don't know how concrete the evidence is and like how, you know, the biased, the conflict bias, like how much that affected it. But do you think there's a lot of racist people at BYU? Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know anybody at BYU. I'm just kind of the, the reason why I was so quick to respond was like they didn't start letting black people, you know, into Mormonism until like the 80s. Yeah, like 80s or 90s or something. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, and um, you know, I, I just I, I wouldn't be surprised. If that you know, if that happened, like to me, I wouldn't be surprised if it did. Ha- if it did happen, so yeah, I, I, I it probably happened for sure. One thing I did notice that a lot of Mormons are really great people to work with, though. Not like personal wise, but like work wise, you don't have to pick up their slack. I mean, I, the every time I've met a Mormon, the nicest person I ever met. Yeah, and like, they always like invite me to their house. Yeah. Just not on Sundays to the temple. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of like one of the weird things. Like you're the nicest man I've ever met. Like, oh, you can't come to my table because you're not one. Like, yeah. Wait, what are you doing on Sundays? <laughs> <laughs> but they are like the nicest people that I've met. But 
I mean, the Mormonism has a, a, a weird uh, history. Yeah, shout out to Ukraine and Russia, by the way. If you, Not Russia. Shout out to Ukraine. My bad. Did you hear that uh, the uh, controversy between uh, Aries Spears and Lizzo? Yeah, Aries Spears called Lizzo. Was it? I don't. Was it just unattractive and fat or what? Yeah. Something like on those kind of things. She looks like the shit emoji. <laughs> and then, and then the, everyone's saying that he has no room to talk because he looks he's airy spirit and that, what he looks like, right? Well, he he played it off wrong. I mean, he shouldn't have used that of defense. The emoji? No, I mean, oh. well, he was saying that like he's like I'm I'm you know I'm fat too, but you know my my character, my charisma, it, and my swag kind of makes me handsome. I was like, come on, you're, <laughs> you're you got dark bags on your eyes, like you are not handsome. But he's funny. He's funny though. That helps. He's not handsome. But I mean, that was the wrong defense to use. All right, let's come together. We're not coming together. Is Lizzo attractive to you? Be honest. Uh, she has a pretty face. I think she has a pretty face too. Yeah. And but why are so many people bagging her? I think it's because of the whole body body positivity movement. Okay. Well, I mean, like, I mean, being that big is it is it healthy? Well, she was like on her workout thing, right? I thought during like the pandemic and stuff. So I don't think she's like pushing the message that. Okay, all right, let's go into this. We're, <laughs> we're here, we're here because I see, I see where you hey, went look, with that. Hey, look, hey. Hey, he got me, y'all. He got me. Hey. <laughs> that was a good one. He James, got me. Hey, look, James hesitating. <laughs> he got James me. James hesitating. I see what you did right there. That was a good setup. Damn. Damn. James was hesitating. That was man. really good. <laughs> We're, all right, let's talk about the <laughs> elephant in the room. James, the fittest man I know. I mean, look, he's hesitating right now. Body positivity. What is body positivity then? Let's let's talk about that. That's what the real thing is. What is body positivity? It's pretty much being comfortable in whatever body you're at, right? Yeah. But in particular, it's more in favor of people that are maybe heavier, right? You want to say? Or... Anorexic? I don't know. No, they, they, I mean, but they don't, mm -hmm. they, I mean, that's not part of their, you know, as, as far as I know, that, that's not, you know, part of their, uh, message. It's okay. more for the, the bigger people. Right. Cause you can still make fun of skinny women. Now you can skinny shame. You can't fat shame. Yeah. That is true. It's, Cause I remember there was someone on like Instagram that was like super skinny and they were. It was shaming her a lot. I don't know if she ever gained weight. Hopefully she did. She was really skinny. But so is with body positivity, what would you say, like, let's throw off some terrible percentages, that body positivity is also based on just like, like it's okay to be unhealthy? Or is do you think there's a, like a lot of people think that? Or let's keep going. I'm going to keep throwing all these variables. Do you think people think that positivity is like you're unhealthy or. I mean, I, I understand the core message of body positivity. Right. It, it is, you know, they want people to be comfortable in their own skin, no matter you know, what size you're at. But I think the problem come, becomes when they start saying a phrase like healthy at any weight. Mm. But. I, th I think they should stick more to the message of be comfortable of of who you are and what body type you have. Okay. It, it, 
if that was it, if that was all they were saying, like uh, if Lizzo was just saying, like, hey, be comfortable with whatever body size you have, then I'm like, okay, I, I can see that. So the big thing is they're saying they're healthy. Well, I mean, I, I guess that's actually that's a problem, too. If you say, like, be comfortable with whatever body you have, mm-hmm. you know, you know, people on my 600-pound life, yeah. oh, d- hey, don't be comfortable in that. No. <laughs> hey, don't be comfortable in that. Their shoes be leaning. <laughs> 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 I mean, look. So, I mean, the, I, I guess I can see the problem in, in, in phrasing it that way, too. But mm-hmm. I understand, like, the core idea of, like, you know, because there's a lot of um, women deal with a lot of like body image type stuff. Like the media will portray a certain image, a certain figure, and that's it. And then if you don't look like that, then you're ugly or yeah. you're you're you know you're not you know to the top of the line women type deal. Yeah. So I understand the the need for body positivity, but then once it starts leaking to you know you know, healthy at every weight, that's, I think that's when it becomes an issue. Yeah. And I think that, I think a lot of the, a lot of the hate, cause Lizzo, she gets a lot of hate. I feel sorry for her. Yeah. She does get a lot of hate. Um, even from the black community, they're kind of harsh on her. Are they? Yeah. A lot of them say most people that listen to Lizzo aren't like, not the black, aren't black. Are, that's, uh, that's are really they saying like that's Lizzo makes like pe- uh, music for non-black people? I mean, her shit is kind of poppy. It, yeah, but it's like, this is how they say it. I like Lizzo's music, by the way. Um, but they're saying, like, she made some music for not the majority of black people, but a certain subset of black people, if you know what I mean. Like, black people that are, let's say, are more, and this is, and I don't know. I listen to it, but I don't know if I fall in this category, but, like, like people that are like black people that majority of their friends are probably white. Hmm. But I heard that in like That's interesting. a lot of conversations with people that are black. I I've never heard that. Before. Yeah, so and it's kind of you know as a black person that's really offensive because like it's like what is like what does that mean? I always ask people what that mean when they say shit like that to me too. Yeah, cuz it's like cuz I, I you know honestly I I thought like black people was fucking with her like that. Like, oh damn, like she you know, on top of the music charts. Nah, man. But they don't play our any of the cookouts. I'm, I'm su- Damn, I'm surprised. So, I mean, so the, what they're saying is that she makes music for black people that have majority of white friends. Because, yeah, and their white friends like their music. I think a lot of white people like her music, too. But then what, so would Nicki Minaj be an example of, like, a uh, black female making black music for the for black people that have majority of black friends like who would be a, an example of that um probably like not Nicki Minaj, Minaj she's too big probably like city girls I don't know I don't I know, know much uh, uh, a lot about the woman uh, artists that's kind of crazy that uh, that uh, yeah there's the perception like that yeah for sure, and it's it's unfortunate, but I mean she's making enough money and all. So she so not only is she getting hate for like the body positivity, but then she's getting backlash from the black community for making music that's catered to, I guess, uh, whitewashed black people. Yeah, but so how they phrase it, they're not saying like that. They're just saying like she makes people she she makes music for those kind of people. 
And I know, and that's what they say. Like, hmm. damn. So she's getting a lot of hate. Yeah, and people keep hating her, man. I remember that one time he had that bit. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, <laughs> hello, h- hello, pot, meat, kettle. You know. <laughs> Look, it, it was a good bit, but uh, for some reason, no one knew who Lizzo was in that crowd. <laughs> yeah, man, that that hurt, man. That hurt. Man, that one, that one, that I, I wanted that one to hurt. I mean, stick with people, but uh, not everything's supposed to hit, right? I mean, what do you what do you think about the whole like body positivity movement? I like what you said. Majority of it, you know, we're all for body positivity, but like, um, also the health if it's healthy way to every size. I think that's not a good message. The only reason why I said that because I know the effects what leads to, you know, when you're staying at a certain way and what's happening down the road. Because most of the things like people, like let's say guys, because um, I don't think a lot of women have uh, high blood pressure and stuff. But if you're really big, if, if you're big, um, high blood pressure, they call it the silent killer. The reason why they call it the silent killer is because it doesn't kill you immediately it kills you over time because you're not manage your high blood pressure and there is a like you know I'm, I'm you know correlation doesn't always cause causation but it's something to look into you're being overweight and you know you, you if, and if you're thinking yourself healthier some and you have high blood pressure it does have like those negative effects of like your quality of living and just dying sooner than you need to and stuff so it's a I'm all good for body positivity, but you gotta. Hopefully, people are reading the line and stuff. Especially like, um, I feel like I like that message more for people that are like under 21 for sure, because those people are going through the most, and it's okay to be chunky and fat or whatever you want to say in that age range because you can like still get out the mud instead of like being 35 and. You know, you're still struggling. It's kind of hard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm mean, I'm in the same boat. I mean, I I get the message, but once you start saying stuff like you know, healthy at any weight, that's when that's when it becomes a problem. Shout out to Lizzo. Yeah, shout out to Lizzo, man. Hey, leave her alone. Leave Lizzo alone. Leave Lizzo. L L A. Huh? L L A. But the thing is, Lizzo, let's let's kind of calm down. <laughs> I'm surprised some people I I mean I don't I think she's not an ugly person I think she's a beautiful woman so it's just weird that how many people just go out their way to slam her but I think it's kind of like the the move right now right yeah it's it, it, well it's funny because like there's like certain people that like people love to hate it's it's fun to hate on certain people do you hate in public in open forms do I hate on public o- open forms. Like social media or anything. Oh no! Okay, yeah, I would. I, I hate in private conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I honestly don't really hate. I'm not. You know, I, I wouldn't call myself a hater, but I just uh, let's say I observe. Yeah, there's certain behaviors that go down within our society, and I make observations, and I just be like, "Hey, hey, you see so so? 
they're wilding right now. They, they're wilding right now. I, but, I, I got that message uh, multiple <laughs> times from you. <laughs> but I mean, like that's the as far as the extent goes. But a lot of a lot of like me doing that is is just for like joking around. Yeah. Because because like if we were to talk about it seriously, then I'd be like, you know, I don't know what they're going through. You know, they're probably going through some stuff and working out through certain issues that they've been, you know, fighting throughout their whole lives, you know. But um, they shouldn't have posted that. <laughs> you know, I know, right? Like, Come on, man. Uh, I know you're going through some stuff, but hey, let's let's you kind still, of calm down a little bit. As they say, you still have time to delete that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you only had two likes on it. Come on. <laughs> no, man. Yeah, check your spam. But we back. But... Um, so this uh, one of these listeners had a uh, situation with his girlfriend. Ooh. Where um, he was talking to his girl about the way she talks about her car, mm-hmm. and it's it's just weird and embarrassing. And he wants to know if he's in the wrong. So uh, <laughs> let me just tell you a little about the, about the uh, this email. So this dude's twenty five. The the girl's twenty three. And then when this girl turned twenty one, her parents bought her a car. Right. Which, during their first date, she mentioned that Angie brought me here. You know, mm. That's a quote. She said, Angie brought me here. And Angie is the name of her car. Okay. So he thought it was a little odd, but he let, he let it slide. But then throughout the relationship, he, uh, she would always talk to talk about her car like it's a person. So like uh, when, the, when she got a flat tire, she would be like, oh, Angie's shoe broke. I have to go get her a new one. Or she would say like if she gets the car wash, she'd be like, "Oh, I have to take, um, I have to give Angie a bath." And uh, I mean, I guess throughout the whole relationship, he's just been kind of letting it slide. Like, I mean, it's it's weird, but I'm just gonna let it slide. So then one weekend, he went out drinking with his friends. They get a little drunk, you know, too drunk to drive. You gotta, you know, drink responsibly. So <laughs> he called his girl and uh, asked if uh, they can. Um, if she can pick her up. So then she said that she's going to pick him up, but she needs to go get Angie something to drink because she's thirsty. What AKA uh, get some gas. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. So then, um, so she goes, picks him up. And then I guess this was in front of, uh, like, she picks him up. And then I mean, he's has the, uh, the liquid courage in him. And then he was telling her how embarrassing and weird it was that she referred to her car as Angie. That's, that's mean. So remember, they're, they, they've been in a relationship for nine months. And then uh, so they dropped off the friends. And then their ride home was just very silent. And she refused to, like, just say anything to him. And then, um, well, because usually they would go back to her place and then go to sleep. But... Uh, he asked her, like, why aren't we going to your place? And then, because she dropped him off at his place. And she said that she needed time to uh, think about what he said. Um, so she's been uh, radio silent for ever since th- ever since that. I don't know how long it was. Damn. And he wants to know if he's in the wrong. But uh, before we talk about it. I'm listening. Update. Uh, she dumped him. So he, he got dumped. <laughs> she dumped him and she found out about the email. Shit. She found out about the email. So she you know, never wants to speak to her again. And now it's out there, you know, in the world. Damn it. 
So, can you? Is it? Do you think he's in the wrong just to tell her that that's weird? Um, he should have probably told her before then, a nice way, right? But it, it's weird. That's weird. It, it's like, look, I I was reading through this email and just reminded me of a coworker that I have. That's super weird. That would expound. talk. That would talk exactly like this, and would always like. Well, it's it's to the point where it's like cringy. Do you? But people have their personalities. There's a lot of people that have their personality based on their cars. A lot of truck like people that have those lifted trucks, and I feel like their personality is based on their car. You know, so that could be kind of similar thing. You know. We can't relate to it, I guess. I don't know. But I don't. I mean, I don't think it's on the grounds of breaking up. Yeah. Look, I, I have some weird people in my life where I'm like, bro, that's weird as hell. But I'm just like, but then again, to me, it's like that weird type thing is like, that's weird, but that's you. When would you have brought it up? Just when you're not sober? I would have brought it up on the first date. Yeah. She she branched on the first date. Like, that's, that's kind of weird. Yeah. But, uh... I guess, you know, Angie is a big part of her life. Yeah. And uh, she thought it was on the grounds of dumping somebody. I mean, all I'm thinking about is like, I thought you, so that, so when you're telling me this email from um, a one night arena listener, I thought you were going to bring up um, that with the liquor courage, they have like a, a threesome with Angie. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean. Like, Technically, they they probably did, you know, in you know in that, Angie's uh, trunk or back. I don't know. I don't know what was that exhaust pipe. <laughs> exactly. What kind of car is it? And I it, mean, it, she didn't specify, but you know, it's all. Do you think he's warm. in the wrong? I I think he's in the wrong. It's just I, I I don't understand how people get these liquor courage to like just t- say bring up something negative, like. When I got liquor's courage, I'm always trying to be, like, the most positive person ever. Like, I'm not bringing, like, something that I've just been, like, holding back the last, like, <laughs> fucking five months, you know? <laughs> but, I mean, it, it is, like, it, it is something, like, real cringy where if you're, like, kicking in with your homeboys and you're just like, oh, Angie's thirsty. And then your homeboy's like, who the fuck's Angie? So then what 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 is something your significant other would say that would be like kind of concerning about yourself that you know that it's cringy about yourself about myself yeah or about them no about yourself you have to be this is you have to be vulnerable right now cringy about myself we all have something cringy I, I feel like I'm uh, pretty open mm. what would you, I think I'd be more um, or not even, how about this not even significant other anyone that you're close with you know i'll bring up a story and then you can go with it i remember one time when i told you that i followed this dude on youtube like i had this youtube face of this guy named fousey tube oh yeah and i never seen your <laughs> face like this because <laughs> you actually asked me did you really do that and i was like it was a phase of my life that i used to watch this I, you know look i'm in the youtube world like that's that's my world so when you told me that i was like what? <laughs> hey, what? So when it, I was, I don't know when I, I talked to you, and then I was thinking, like, damn, was it that bad? Because I was like, I was, I was, I used to watch all his videos. I don't know when he used to post, 
But, you know, I had the notification on the YouTube, and I, I used to watch. I was a hardcore mm. FouseyTube guy, and, and um, I guess I never talked to you about it, I guess. Well, I, I guess it's it, the only, I, probably the only reason why I made that face is because what he has become. <laughs> So if this if this was in the you know the the prime of FouseyTube, I'd be like, oh shit, yeah, I know. And I would give a more of a positive response, like, yeah, yeah, yeah I know Fousey. He's getting all kinds of you know views and everything. Yeah. But this was you know after his career <laughs> has you know plummeted to, to to him you know uh, trying to m create some sort of music concert and telling everyone Drake is coming, <laughs> and he had some sort of like mental breakdown. Like that's. So I, you know, I I looked at you. I reacted in the way with all that information. Fuzzy Two was my somewhat Angie. Got it. We all have an Angie somewhat, except you two, bro. As far as mine, I don't know. What would be my Angie? I'd... I guess you are super open because you want to educate people on like the stuff that you like. A lot of the stuff that that makes me cringe, I've already told. Uh, and one of the things that I've, oh, I was really not trying to, it was so super cringy that I had a hard time telling people, this was on my podcast, Two's Company. Two's Company. You want to check it out? Uh, but this was an early episode. One thing that I told my listeners that it was super cringy that I, I had real trouble. Like I had to really just build it up was um, I was telling them about, you know, during high school days and I had no game. I didn't know how to talk to girls. And I would, uh, I would get on my knees. <laughs> I would get on my knees. Rolling the grass <laughs> to entertain the women, huh? And, and pray <laughs> that the Lord, the Lord will, send, <laughs> will hook your boy up with a girl. And I, I think that was like one of the cringiest things that I've uh, that I've told the people. Yeah. I've never told that on anybody. You know what I'm saying? But um, I, I mean, I'm pretty open. But as far as cringe, to me, my girl now kind of makes fun of me about it all the time. She gives me a hard time about it, and it's uh, I still like, you know, I'm like, damn, yeah, I did that. What? What? Oh, the the talking to girl thing. I mean, praying to get a girlfriend. Okay. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, my, my girl time. makes fun of. Yeah, she brings that up all the time. Every chance she gets. Used to pray for times like this. Yeah, we, you know, it, it, it's the random times where you know we probably you know having a fight and arguing about something, and she's like, at least I didn't get on my knees. Yeah. And I mean, I have some stuff on her too. So. Oh. But you know, I don't want to put her on blast. I, you know. No. And uh, unless she's here to defend herself, you know. I don't <laughs> Maybe we should have her on one night in Reno sometime. She was the you know the most uh, appeared guest, and I think uh, she would love to come on. I know she's listening. She's been waiting. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. But I mean, yeah, that was the. the we all have Angie. We but uh, I I don't think he was uh, in the wrong. I, I'm surprised that she took it so personal to the point where she was like, man. Fuck you and dumped him. Yeah, nine months. You know, a lot. Of, I, I I don't know. If, I don't know who I talk with this in person or on a podcast, but a lot of people have this short leash nowadays of like with relationships of like anything bad in the first year or two. I'm not going to put it up because I feel like that's a sign for something else down the road. Yeah, I mean the the dating landscape has changed dramatically. Yeah, it has, man. You know, I mean, people in the back in the day, you know. 
you know, women was getting beat, you know, three, four times a week. <laughs> 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 they, you know, huh? There's a lot of uh, toxic stuff that was going on. I mean, they, they work through it, but, you know, I'm not saying if you are in a, you know, domestic <laughs> situation, get out. Get out. I'm not saying stick it through. Leave him. <laughs> yeah, but get out. But as far as, like, you know, I didn't like the way, you know, the, the colored shirt he wear or a certain style, you know. Yeah, they're on a the hey, short man. lease, man. Yeah. Like, that's just, uh, what does that have to do with anything else? I mean, you could, you know, change it up. He might be a good guy. It might be. And a lot of people, you know, they uh, write people off just because of uh, something simple like that. Yeah. I could just view it as their loss. It's like applying for a job, you get an interview, and they didn't hire you. Their loss. Yeah. I'm the better, I'm the better person. Before we leave, I got one more for you. I was talking to an uh, old coworker, uh, and she was telling me about she she's married, married. I said marriage, and she was telling me about this thing. It was their anniversary, and she was like, "So it was their anniversary day, and she wanted to do something sweet, so like send some pictures to him, some just normal, you know, selfies, being cute or whatever, you know, we all do, I guess." And some provocative ones. It's the anniversary, right? Mm. And she said she has like a confidence issue. And he told her that, you know, the thing, you're beautiful, Mm. you know what it means to him, and, you know, the kind of stuff. And it's nerve-wracking for her. But it's her issue. So she's asking me, or now, everyone listening, If they have the same fear in their relationships, I'm married, you're in a relationship, and if they do have it, just for advice, so I can send her a text message, how do they conquer it? Because they feel like, well, she feels like she gets so nervous that she can't even send a provocative or selfie to her significant other picture, excuse me. How how long have they been dating again? Married. Oh, they're married. They're married. How many years? I want to say probably five years now. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's missing out on the, the provocative picture, the selfies. Well, at this point, I feel like, you know, they've, you know, they've already slept together. Yeah. Sometimes that angle don't be hidden right, though. Because sometimes I be hitting the angle. I'm like, damn, I look like that crazy, like the, the weird dude <laughs> in IT that, like, is about to get, like, sent to HR because, like, he said something creepy. <laughs> I mean, they've been together five years. <laughs> Come on. If she's still that, like that insecure about it, I mean, it must have been, you know. I wonder if they talked about it. Well, it sounds like he boosts, tried to boost her ego. E- ego oh, yeah. Like, so he tried saying, to... like, you know, you're beautiful. Hmm. Sometimes, you like, you know, we're, we're both in a relationship, marriage, and all that. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's be open. This is One Night in Reno Podcast. How many selfies are you sending to your significant other? And this is a tough question to ask you too. How many selfies? Selfies. I don't even want to say provocative. If you want to bring it up, you can. I don't really care about that one. I mean, I don't send too much selfies. I mean, it feels a selfie is more of like a a joke. Oh, really? Joke selfie. Not like the sun's like, sometimes the sun's hidden. I mean, like during golden hour? Golden hour. Come on now. (laughs) The sun be hitting you like, damn, I'm I'm a... Hey, GQ. Hit yeah, me up. look like I'm with uh, what is that? 
Maybelline. Yeah, come on. Everyday Maybelline, whatever that shit is called. Yeah, I need to quit my day job, become a model. <laughs> hey, go now, just be hidden, just mm-hmm. making your your skin glisten. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really send selfies at all, honestly. Why like, do you? You send a lot, don't you? <laughs> I can see it in your eyes, goddamn it. I haven't said. You ain't even got to tell me. I've been slow in the selfie game lately. <laughs> but like I said, sometimes when my hair grows out, I look like that IT dude that's like. <laughs> Hey, Patricia, you look nice today. <laughs> and then you get an email from HR like, hey, we got to see you uh, with that comment, you know? You looking like the dude from Pursuit of Happiness. Pretty much, man. <laughs> so. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, it was just like when I first started like dating my girl now, like there's certain insecurities that I had to like, you know, about my own body, but that kind of like went away after a while. Yeah. So after five years of marriage, and I, I don't know how long they've been together before that, but um, it must have been something that's you know that that's really deep. Yeah. In order for her to still be secure about it, and he's like he knows of it. And it's just a selfie or a provocative. Yeah. Picture. I mean, he already knows of it. He already knows the insecurity that she does have. I mean, I guess at that point, I you know I would be like, I'll just respect the insecurity and. Be like, all right, you know, you don't have to send it. It's okay. Yeah. But then it gets sketchy because then that's when people started downloading OnlyFans and stuff. So. And then you find out she had an OnlyFans and she was downloading those selfies that you. (laughs) 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 Hey, man, this is the one night in Reno podcast. It's a circle of fucking life right there. Who would have thought that? How it all rotates. It's the circle Come of life. Come on, man. You think we changed up just because we started a new little segment? Come on, man. Damn it, man. It's the one on Arena podcast. It's, it good, it's good to be back. I can't wait to talk more about in the next week and by week. I don't know how to say it now. Every two weeks. Every two weekly, weeks. Every other week. 14 it's days. So, much, so, <laughs> so many different <laughs> phrases to, you know. Just to p- say the same thing. Yeah. It's like uh, how many times, how many names you can go by just to get pe- and people to get your attention or something like that. Exactly. Like I probably have like 12 names. That people go through in order to get your attention. Yeah. I just get concerned when they like say my HN name, but that's a whole different thing. Oh, speak on it. <laughs> hey, well, hey, look, hey, you just got to tune in the next episode. Yeah, man. To, to hear the username that, <laughs> that it uses. And, uh, oh, hey, look, the history, <laughs> his search history and search post is being deleted as we speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for IT. And, uh, in the meantime, we'll see you guys in, I would say 14 days and two polls will say how many? Every other week. Every other week. Every other have, week. Have a good one. Bye. See you guys later. Hopefully two posts arise. He's like really behind us and he gave us his keys and he told me if he dies I get to keep his Xbox in the car.